Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 229 of the IT Career Energetic Podcast. My guest on today's show is an engineering director working at Zing. He started his career as a software engineer working on virtual reality project and computer games. And after spending time on DevOps projects, he now focuses on helping cross-functional development teams to succeed. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Niels Hofmeister. Hi, Phil. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, can I ask you a little bit about your role with Zing as engineering director and what that entails? I'm uh, in charge of uh, a couple of, of teams working in, in Hamburg and in uh, in Porto. It's uh, cross-functional software development teams uh, working on, on web applications, but also uh, providing Android and uh, iOS clients. So we pretty much do everything from front-end to back-end to recommender systems, big data stuff, pretty much everything you can think of. And uh, yeah. We uh, we use agile processes for that uh, mainly mainly Scrum. Uh, also, our our roles we use are uh, coming from the Scrum framework. Sometimes we do Kanban, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So, what I would call modern software development. That's what we do. Uh, I would say, yeah, biggest challenge maybe to add that right now for me is uh, remote work. Right, so we're working across different locations and also with uh, remoters uh, working from wherever right so that's that's quite interesting at the moment how to to run that yeah presumably that that's um the challenge there is balancing or managing the time zones and making sure that people can still communicate effectively yes yes uh, since we are mainly operating in in europe the time zones are not that bad but i mean it's tough when you you know on uh, the one hand side you have a full team with with all the roles covered in one location and then you have a couple of people just scattered around working on their own right it's it's a misbalance then and that you need to manage and you did spend some time uh, working on devops as well so you decided to move away from that area <laughs> yeah that was uh, quite funny actually so i was uh, developing games for a while and then at some point i, I received an offer to to go into a architect role for continuous integration systems and that was before that it was part of my job but a small part actually and, and then it became my full-time job and then i was uh, focusing on yeah continuous integration and uh, version control and uh, all that kind of stuff and basically uh, in, in that role then just my yeah my responsibility was growing and i was taking over other topics and and then becoming an, an engineering manager at some point right so it was more to do with the opportunity that was there rather than the decision to move away from devops uh yeah it, it just became a little bit more uh colorful and and uh diverse what i did and at some point i you know i, I delegated the technical task to a team when everything was growing and and i was then really focusing on the management part of things so Niels, can you maybe share with us a, a tip one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should uh yeah i was thinking uh how to answer that and, and i think my answer is uh, quite subjective and may sound a bit naive right so my top career tip would be uh karma works 
So what does that mean? Um, I, I believe it's really helpful if you not only do stuff that helps you for your personal goals or your own projects, but really help out other people in your organization, because usually uh, at some point they will return the favor and that just helps to, to make things better, right? Uh, so I, I did that a lot of times and it, it always was rewarding for me and for everybody in the end. So I would always try that. So be a giver, not on, always a taker. But there's one trap, right? It only works if your organization rewards such behavior. There are also organizations where you play a zero-sum game and there it can't work. And I would never work again for such an organization. <laughs> yeah, that's to do with obviously the uh, culture or, or sort of ethics of the company and how they like to work. Yes, yes, exactly. So uh, I... I would always try to work in an organization that appreciates collaboration and and not local optimization and uh, individual forthcoming. I, I really want a trustful environment, you know, where you work together and uh, you don't have any fears or need to be afraid of your colleagues or whatever, because, you know, it just stresses me and I don't want that. And also for my people I, I work with, I want to build such an environment that you have psychological safety and you can focus on on what you're working on and on your personal growth of course right so presumably that that is the case with your uh, team at zing as well you you make it a collaborative environment presumably i try to do that and uh, there are a couple of things to consider right i think uh, it's important that Pretty much everything that happens in the company is transparent to everybody because only if everybody knows what's going on, then people can act, right? And one other thing that is very important to me is that I believe uh, as a manager, you should always try to find people working with you who are better than yourself in, in that area of expertise. And if you manage to do so, uh, then you should also delegate decisions to them, right? And yep. um, yeah, and then of course you should be respectful and 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 all these things uh of course right uh, and and if you do it that way I, I think the sum of all the people who work together so what comes out of it is bigger than what just the individuals could achieve on their own yeah uh, one one other thing i wanted to ask you about as well so on the same lines is the element that trust plays within that environment it, presumably it's very important to build that level of trust to enable that culture to exist. Yes, yes. And, and trust is really a difficult thing, right? Because uh, you have to give it before you receive it. And that's, of course, not easy, right? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and it takes time to build up, of course. So, Niels, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Yes. Uh, so, my worst uh, career moment was when I... Um, first became a, a head of development. So basically when I gained responsibility for multiple teams, because it was pretty much at the same time uh, when in that company uh, some uh, mass layoffs were taking place. And uh, basically one of the first things I did in that role was to sit together with the CTO and like 20 people in a meeting room and tell them that they are fired. And uh, that was really, really, really bad. Uh, and everything that happened afterwards also, I didn't really like the learning. Uh, it's tough because um, I, I, my learning is there is no good way 
to do such things. Uh, it's always painful. It always leaves a situation behind or an organization, a culture that has changed and probably not for the better, right? And therefore, I would always in the future try to avoid such situations. So rather be a bit careful with investing money, be a bit careful with hiring a lot of people because that was no, that was really a bad situation. I don't want to repeat that. No, I'm sure. No, that's that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight so far? Uh, yeah. The thing is, there's not that singular achievement where I say that uh, is my highlight in my life so far uh, because these big things are usually a team effort. Um, and on the other hand, there are many, many things I can think of. But uh, if I think about which situations are most rewarding to me, I would say that's basically complex big projects. When I was involved from the beginning or even was part of the ideation phase, and then uh, you, you start such a big project which involves dozens or more people and, and goes on for maybe a couple of years, and you see how it develops, how people grasp the idea, interpret it, come up with better ideas, you know, and, and, and bring it to life. And that's just so rewarding. So I had the pleasure to be involved with uh, and a handful of such projects and to see how, how people took these ideas and what they made out of it. That's very satisfying for me. Indeed. Yeah. So you're able to see the actual final result and, and what it meant and, and the impact that it had on the end users. Exactly. And what excites you about the future of careers in IT? IT as a very important part of technology is what, what drives all kind of innovation nowadays. I think when you're in IT, you have the opportunity to influence our future, how, how we will live, what we will do in the future. And that's super exciting for me, no, no matter what it is. If it's AI or whatever field I can think of, especially in software development, it's super exciting. And I also believe it's a safe bet, right? I mean, we are automating stuff more and more and more. But what I observe over the years is that we also have tremendously growing complexity and we keep adding layer on layer of wrappers to cover that. Uh, and therefore also work won't run out, no matter how sophisticated our systems become. <laughs> And do you have a particular view on where technology is going and what sort of opportunities might be available in the future? Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> probably if I knew, I would have my own company already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Was there anything that particularly interests you um, in sort of direction that we're going or technology may be taking? It's really artificial intelligence. I'm I'm super curious when we will be at a point when we really have reliable self-driving or self-flying cars and when AI will really uh, become closer to what real life forms can do. And and I think it's not that far away. The pace uh, with which it develops super fast. And I, I think in the even in the next five years, we will see really a lot of surprises. Yeah, it's difficult to predict, isn't it? Yes, yes. And, and you're right, it will be an exciting period, definitely. So we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yes. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? 
Oh, that's a bit cliche. Uh, I, I was uh, playing computer games since I was a kid, and I always wanted to develop them myself. That was basically what was driving me in the beginning to study computer science. That was uh, why I wanted to learn C++ when I started my career as a developer. Yeah, and uh, I enjoyed also building computer games, although it's a stressful business. <laughs> yes. So for you, it was presumably just a, a logical progression. Yes, yes, yes. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Mm, that was uh, from a former boss of mine. He was uh, always, uh, or a lot of times, uh, yeah, putting one quote uh, that is, between stimulus and response, there's a space, and that space is our power to choose our response. It's uh, unknown if it goes to Viktor Frankl or Stephen Covey, uh, but uh, it resonated a lot with me because um, in the beginning, I, you know, I was always or often very angry, and when I had a problem with people, I would start to argue with them, and then at some point, I just understood that doesn't make sense, right? Uh, Conflict is usually not uh, something that gives you a good solution. So, you know, if, if I'm angry nowadays, I would just hold on for a minute or for a day or whatever till uh, the emotions are not so high anymore and I can have a rational discussion. Maybe sounds a bit stupid, but uh, <laughs> it always helped me a lot, you know, to really realize, hey, now I'm angry. I should wait before I talk to people. And conversely, what is the worst career advice you've ever received? also something I got from one of my former bosses and uh, it was basically uh, the statement if you want to be a good leader you have to play that role so um, I get it right uh, being a leader being a manager can also mean like facing tough uh, situations like letting people go for instance and it might be helpful to play a role but for me it doesn't work I, I, I need to be myself and I think I can, I can be, you know, the same person on the job and in, in private life. I don't want to play roles because for me that costs too much energy. And, and I think people also notice it if you play a role and uh, it doesn't help you with trust. And yeah, I don't believe in that. If you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? When I uh, started um, my career as a developer, for me, for I, I don't know why, but um, networking wasn't a big thing. I was not involved in a lot of meetups or something. I was pretty much focused on my project and my company and didn't talk with the outside world. And this is something I would do differently from the beginning, connect with people from other companies, from other disciplines, whatever. Uh, so I, I, I really have a network I, I know interesting people I, I have a broader understanding of what's going on remembering these times I don't even understand why I didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah <laughs> so you you make a definite decision or conscious decision to go to meetups or connect with people and user groups and whatever it might be yes yes and what career objectives are you currently focusing on uh, so I'm not the kind of person who who plans uh career like what do I want to be in five years or something at the moment I'm I'm working on two of these projects I mentioned earlier that I, I really want to make happen and I think it will take another one or two years um, to get them really to to life and that's what I 
want to achieve as the next step. What's after that, I don't know yet. Okay. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Definitely communication. So uh, I'm quite okay with written communication. I think I'm also uh, fine with uh, verbal communication and, and, and I can use different styles and that helped me a lot. I, I also deeply believe that this is really the underlying pattern for everything, right? I, in the end, software development for me, yes, it is about technology and programming languages and whatnot, but in the end, it's about communication. If that doesn't work, nothing works. It's always about people, isn't it? So yeah, communication yes. is, is essential. Yes. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? I have uh, a lot of weird hobbies. I think the weirdest one is that I, I collect uh, Star Wars Lego sets. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I, I just try to do some sports. I, I uh, have, have a motorbike, uh, which is kind of meditation to, to ride it. I also do a lot of hiking. Yeah, and I still play video games. Right. Okay. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I do some networking nowadays, uh, of course, uh, since I learned that. But there's one more thing that I can recommend. Um, sounds maybe a bit dangerous, but I try to at least once a year or so to be in, in hiring processes with different companies, right, uh, to, to understand how these companies are working, what's different there, what can I learn from them. Of course, it's also interesting to understand your own value and how your role works in different companies. But being in these processes really helps me understand what other possibilities there are, what maybe I'm not doing in hiring, how different companies work. And that, that is really interesting. Yeah, so you're able to learn from those um, different ways of working as much as anything else. Yes, and you also learn a lot about culture when you attend uh, interview processes. Indeed, yes. And Niels, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? I'm repeating myself probably, but uh, my, my advice would be, uh, especially if you are a hardcore technologist, a hardcore programmer, you, you should work on your soft skills and you should especially make sure your communication skills work because this is really a big success factor. Uh, you can be an expert as deeply as you can be in your field if you can't basically spread the word uh, to your surrounding it will, will only take you so far so really practice your communication skills from the beginning and finally what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you of course uh, you can reach out via my xing profile and to be honest i also have a linkedin profile so you can also reach me there <laughs> yeah niels thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today it's been great chatting with you thank you Hi, Phil here again. Just a final few words from me. Firstly, I'd like to thank my guests for sharing their career tips, experiences and insights with us on the show today. As you probably know, there have been more than 200 guests on the show so far, and I'm continuing to try to attract new guests that can provide great insights to all of us. However, to enable me to do this, I need to ensure that the podcast continues to grow and reach an extended audience. And you can help me in doing this by subscribing to the show and providing a rating and review in whichever platform you listen to. Thanks again for your support. And until next time, have a great week. 
thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.